everybody. So today is going to be basically part three of my Taylor Swift discourse. Um, I have two other podcasts, basically like a high school young adult versions. And then this is like the adult version I did. Um, I went through all of the albums that came out when I was in high school. And then I went through the albums that came out when I was like a young adult. And then I consider these like my adult albums. Um, they've come out in, um, I, I, I think they've all come out like when I was in my thirties. So that feels adult to me and Taylor as well. Um, so this is just like folklore evermore and midnights. Um, and I have other things to talk about. So I did, I saw on TikTok, it went around this like, um, calculator for figuring out your favorite albums. And I generally think I have an idea of what my favorite albums are, but like every time I do something, I feel like it changes, but I feel like I know, I'll, I'll get to it when I get to it, but I feel like I know what my favorite is. Um, and then I also want to talk about the Eras Tour movie um, because I did go and it was so exciting. And um, also I feel like I, I kind of went through some of these songs like a while ago. It's been a while. And I think that I, even just as recently as like going to the Eras Tour movie and seeing some of these songs performed live-ish, you know, um, it's changed my opinion about some songs, so I feel like, I feel like my, my taste is always changing, and I feel like I'll hear a song of hers that I previously would always skip over, and then because I just always skipped over it, I never really, like, got that chance to, like, enjoy it, and then I feel like if I hear it in a different context, I end up liking it, um, and I have a couple examples of those, so I feel like this is, like, a rough, idea of my favorite and obviously nobody is holding like a gun to my head asking me this question I saw something one time and I it it sticks with me Uh, I think it was Elise Myers that said it but she was like when someone asks you what your favorite movie is they are not like it's not a quiz like they're not grading you on your answer um it's not like they're not gonna know if you make up an answer um they are not gonna know like like the only person that's going to know anything is you. And so, oh my God, my computer's going off. My dishwasher's going off. Everything's going off. Um, they're not going to know like if it's actually your favorite answer. You don't have to like, but anytime somebody asks you a question like that, when they ask like, what's your favorite movie? What's your favorite book? Like it is literally like if you give the wrong answer, like your mom is going to die. So you have to answer correctly. Like it's so, we make it so serious and it's really not. And this of course is not serious at all. This is just my silly little podcast. Um, nobody is like critiquing me, but I, I just like want to make sure I'm doing it like right. And I just want to put out like a solid answer. I want to put thought into it. So I did, but I feel like it's ever changing or at least I feel like, um, some of the reasons for some of the placements are ever changing. It's just like a complicated system. So I'm going to go over that. I'm going to talk about the Eras movie. Um, briefly, I'm not sure what's wrong with me. I don't know if my voice sounds weird or not. It sounds weird in my head, but my voice sounds different when I listen back to it. So who really knows? Um, but I don't know what's wrong. <laughs> uh, I think one of the kids got me sick or I got them sick because um, Michael also was dealing with the same thing. Um but I took a COVID test because I was like, I've never felt this way. Like I can't, I can't really pinpoint what's wrong with me, but it's weird things that are wrong with me that I've never really experienced. And I've experienced like, you know, colds and sinuses and things like that. And this just feels so specific and weird that I feel like maybe it's COVID because I've never had COVID. Um, so I was like, maybe, but I took a test and I was negative and, um, like, None of the kids are positive for COVID. Like, it's not, like, anything that anybody around me has tested positive for. So, I can't imagine that it's a false negative. Um, And I just, like, a couple weeks ago, I just got the COVID booster. So, I can't imagine that I would have gotten that and I still would have gotten a negative. uh, And that I would have gotten COVID after getting the booster and then still gotten it, like, you know, you know what I'm saying, like, I feel like I would know, um, but I really don't know what's wrong, but it's not been great, and then to add insult to injury, we happened to be off work, and so we went, um, to visit my sister in Columbia, my husband had to work, 
Uh, so he worked and we went and visited my sister. Um, and that was super fun for no one because, um, my husband just worked all time and my sister had homecoming things. So it was fun for her, but she was like, not really even around and then Thomas and I just like were on the struggle bus because I feel like shit and Thomas just like decided he wasn't gonna sleep and just like had nap strikes and had bedtime strikes and just like pretty much slept like an average of like six hours both days and it was really fucking miserable for all involved so um yeah, I had all these plans, all these fun things I was going to take him to go do. There's all these different things um, in the area that we were going to go and do. And um, it just, not, none of it happened because he was just, I was constantly trying to get him to sleep or I was constantly trying to fight to survive because he didn't sleep. And it was just really awful. So yeah, we're not doing our best over here. I wanted to record this right after I went and saw the Ares Tour movie, but I just didn't have the time. So I'm doing it now. Um, but let's freaking get into it. Okay, so first things first, Ares Tour movie. It's it's fabulous. I loved it so much. I obviously have seen the whole concert on TikTok. Like, I've seen all of it. Um, so, I wasn't super upset about the things that weren't in the movie. I understand for, like, certain reasons, certain things were not included. And they had to, you know, make some stylistic choices. Um, I think it was totally fine. And I, like, I, you know, I think it was just, it was really nice to be able to see a concert, like, at, in such, like, a professional capacity. Because, if you go to the concert, chances are you're not, you know, close. So you're watching, you know, her and the stage. You're watching the cameras to try to see, like, what's going on. But that's one of the things that sucks the most about when you go to a concert is, like, when you are far away and you have to watch the camera. And there's always, or the screens, there's always a little part of me at those kinds of concerts that feels like, what is the point of this? Like, I know that I'm hearing it live, but, like, there's also some level of like having to look through like binoculars or having to look at like a screen. Like it just feels a little bit like unnecessary when you could just like, you know, watch them on a music video or something. Like it just feels like, like, are you just excited because you're in the same room as them? Like what exactly is it that you're getting out of the situation? Um, so to be able to see it like really crisp and clear and just like enjoy it in that regard was really nice. And I think personally, like that would be my preferred method of like concert going, uh, if that were a thing, because, um, I'm like, I know exactly what my view is going to be. I'm not going to have an issue seeing anything. I'm not going to have, like, you know what I mean? I think that that's just, like, a really good, like, way to do it, especially for, like, pricing. Like, I will gladly pay, like, 20-something bucks for a movie ticket instead of, you know, uh, however much people are paying for concert tickets. Like, I mean, it's a real bummer not to be able to go, and I was, like, really excited, um, you know, that she had a concert and like even the second leg of the America's tour. Like I was really excited for that. But, um, obviously just like, obviously it would be fun to go. It's a concert. Like you want to see the concert, but if you can't go, like, I mean, this is a really good second. Um, when her reputation, um, tour movie came out on Netflix, I watched it. It came out, I think on New Year's Eve, one year and I watched it while um we were having like our charcuterie board like appetizer or whatever um and then like while I was getting ready and stuff like that and then uh, we went into our like new year's anniversary plans and it was it's, it's just so fun so I've repeated that like multiple times like multiple years like I play that on new year's eve and I that's like my getting ready like whatever um, and it's so much fun. I love it so much. And so like to be able to see that same quality thing, but to see it on like a big screen and like still feel like you're in like a larger than life situation, even though you're not at an actual concert. And that's the only thing that I think was really a bummer for me is that, um, it does feel like you're at a concert, but you're not at a concert. And I saw a lot of discourse about, um, 
if people were standing or sitting, if people were screaming or not, if people were dancing or not. And like, I was a little nervous because I was like, if I want to stand up, I want to be able to stand up. If I want to scream, if I want to dance, like I want to be able to do that. And that's going to be a big bummer if like everybody around me is like not doing that. And so thankfully, one, the stadium that we went to, it was an AMC. It was really good. And it is leveled out. I don't think the whole stadium I don't think the whole theater is stadium seating but um I think the front is kind of like a regular movie theater and then the back rows are all leveled up so at no point was there someone like if if the row in front of me was standing up they weren't like in obstructing my view at all like their heads were not even coming up to like they were coming up to like where my feet were so they were not blocking me at all and like vice versa like for the people behind us and stuff like that so I loved that I'm not entirely sure how it was lower it feels like lower there was the the possibility that you were going to be blocked but we weren't sitting down there um and the girl, there were girls next to me on one side and they were kind of up and dancing. There were girls down in front of me that were kind of up and dancing. There was a girl next to me that was with her like boyfriend or husband and she was just sitting the whole time. Um, I don't know what was going on behind me. And then down lower, there were like some little girls that were like running around down in front, which was really cute. Um, and then there were a couple different groups of girls that were younger that were like screaming and like whatever, dancing the whole time. And it was like slightly obnoxious, but it was not... Like, it was not, like, a big deal. Like, they were just living their best lives. And, like, I'm totally fine with it. There were some, like, older women complaining about it in the bathroom afterwards. They were like, oh, my God. Like, was that really necessary? But it's like, they're just having, like, a really good time. And, like, they sang every single song. So, like, whether or not they were, like, new Swifties just being obnoxious, like, they still, like, were there for every single song. So, like, you know, whatever you do, you, it was, it was slightly obnoxious, but it didn't like take away from my experience at all. Um, so, and then I felt happy to like, I didn't really ever get up and that's the thing. So I went with my husband. Um, he is my ride or die for life. Um, and he, like, it's one of those things I tried to explain this to my sister. It's like one of those things where like, there are some, I'm going to get emotional about this and it's so stupid. Um, but like, there are some things that you do that you just like want your significant other to like be there to like experience with you because like you would not be able to like appropriately convey those feelings and like emotions. Like if you were like retelling them and it's just like for my husband, like, um, oh my God, I'm getting emotional. Uh, for, okay. So like, for example, my husband's like quote unquote, like bachelorette or bachelor, bachelor, bachelor party. Um, he, um, this is a perfect example and I'm going to either he needs to listen to this or I'm going to tell him this because I just realized this. This is a perfect example. So my husband's bachelor party. Okay. He didn't want to have a bachelor party. He's like not that kind of a, a guy. And he was like, you know, it's stupid, whatever. And I was like, well, why don't you just have like everybody go to like a football game? My husband um, graduated from the university, University of Tennessee, and he like hasn't been back, like hadn't been back since. Um, and so I was like, why don't you go to a game there? Like not a game like at Mizzou or not a game in Nashville, but like a game there, um, which is like eight hours away from us. So... Um, I was like, you know, we, all of your friends can meet you there, like your parents, your family, your siblings, whatever. Um, everybody can meet you there. And then, um, you know, you can go to the game and you can, whatever. And he wanted me to go. Um, his mom went. And so it was like, you know, you can go hang out with my mom and then like, we'll go to the game and whatever. And we'll go out and stuff like that. But like, you can go and hang out with my mom and, um, whatever. And so I was like, I mean, I don't like, I don't want to like, I don't want to cramp your style. Like, I don't want it to be, like, weird that I'm there. Like, I don't want the guys to be, like, mad that I'm there. Like, traditionally, like, your, you know, future spouse is not at your, like, bachelor, bachelorette party, whatever. Um, so I ended up going and then it was, it was, like, even more than just, like, the fact that I was there. I was there and I kind of, like, stayed out of everything. Like, they were drinking and, like, tailgating or whatever. I was just kind of hanging out with his mom for a little bit. Um, but then it was like so serious. Like when we went to the game, we went to the game and, um, we were at the gates and I've never been to like, uh, that was, well, is that true? Cause I went to, 
I feel like I went to the UT game at Vanderbilt. So maybe not. But that was, I think that was my first time. Well, but is Vanderbilt technically a college? I don't know. Whatever the case was, I had a big purse and I couldn't bring it in the stadium because you have to have like the clear little small purses. Um, And so they wouldn't let me bring my purse in the stadium. And so I was like, sure, no big deal. I'm going to go walk back to the car. We were parked like, I don't know, we, we were like a couple blocks away, like I say a couple of blocks like it wasn't a big deal, but it's like first let me cross the entire campus and then let me go a couple of blocks. But it wasn't that far. It was like a 10, 15 minute walk, like no big deal. It was still daylight. It was like five or six o'clock or something. It was like not not that serious. Obviously, I didn't want to be like out and about by myself forever, but it was like it was not that big of a deal. And I was like, you guys go in and I will go and I'll take my purse and I'll put it in the car and then I'll come back and meet you. And Tommy was like, no, I want you to come. Like, I want you to experience it. Like, I want you to come. I don't want you to miss anything. I want you to be there. And I was like, no, it's no big deal. Like, I'm going to go. I'll just, like, take my purse back to the car. And he's like, well, I'll go take my, I'll go take it back to the car. And I was like, this is your thing. Like, all of your people are here. Like, go in there. Enjoy yourself. And I will get there when I get there. Like, it's not that big of a deal. It's going to take me, like, you know, 30 minutes or something to, like, go walk all the way back. And then it's like, fine, I'll be there. And he was getting, like, like kind of emotional about it. And he'll, like, probably argue with me for posting, like, talking about this. But, like, he was getting emotional about it. He was like, no, I want, like, I want you there. And I was like, it's not a big deal. Like, I'll just go take it. And he's like, I'll buy you a new purse. I'll buy you a new everything that's in the purse. And I was like, it's not about the purse. Like, it's like, I'm I'm just going to go take it back. And I'll be right back. And it's no big deal. But it's like, it's like there are just some things that you just, like, want your person, like, it was more about the game, I think, than about, like, it being his bachelor party, it was more like he wanted me to experience a UT game from start to finish kind of thing, um, at Neyland Stadium, but in general, like, it's just, like, there are just, like, some moments where you just, like, want your person there, um, it's, like, moments of, like, triumph or moments, like, just, like, things that are really important to you, like, you want them to, not that they have to be really important to them, but like you just want them to like experience it with you. Um, or like to, I don't, I don't really know what I'm saying, but, um, it was just like, I, this was, this is the other thing. It's like, I forever and ever have loved Taylor Swift. I first learned about Taylor Swift when I was 14 years old. Um, I had a friend who was, I don't know, she was, like, an on-again, off-again kind of friend. She went to a different school than me, but she, like, like, pulled up this website and, like, introduced me to Taylor Swift, and I was instantly obsessed, and I was, I've already talked about this, but I was, like, queen supreme about making CDs for everybody. I made the playlist for all the parties. I made the playlist for all the car rides. I was the one that made, like, all the CDs and whatever, and so I was, like, Taylor Swift was, like, on all of them, and, like, I, from the jump okay was before Taylor Swift was on the radio I was listening to Taylor Swift um like the first concert I ever went to was a Brad Paisley concert when I was 16 years old and Taylor Swift opened for Brad Paisley that's like probably the one and only time I'll ever see Taylor Swift at in live like concert whatever but like I have always like I've always been a fan every single album every single everything like from day one, I, I mean, clearly I've gone through this, um, but I haven't ever had anybody that also liked Taylor Swift, I, obviously I had the one friend who was, like, kind of an on-again, off-again friend, but, like, all, like, my core friends, like, my close friends in high school, none of them liked Taylor Swift, I had a friend that would listen to Taylor Swift, but would kind of mock me for, like, liking Taylor Swift, I had friends that were a grade older than me, and, like, none of them liked Taylor Swift, um, I, my mom didn't like Taylor Swift, my sister doesn't like Taylor Swift, like, I didn't have, I've never, even, and now, even in my later years, like, friends that I made it, I, at work, friends that I made in college, friends that I made on, like, all, I just, I have friends, all, all these different friends, and none of them, um, none of them are Taylor Swift fans, I have my best friend, Sarah, who lives in Connecticut, she doesn't like Taylor Swift, um, my friend Tiffany kind of likes Taylor Swift, it seems like. This is, like, a new thing for her. But, like, pre- previously, I don't feel like she was, like, super into Taylor Swift. Um, I have another really close friend that I that lives here that she doesn't listen. Like, I've just, like, never had anybody that liked Taylor Swift. I have an aunt that recently started liking Taylor Swift. Like, she likes Lover. Um, 
but she still, she was like kind of like making fun of Taylor Swift. So it's just like, I've never had anyone else that like listened and loved with me. There have been other, there have been other people like Sam Hunt. I've gone to a Sam Hunt concert with someone that was as passionate about Sam Hunt as me. Um, I've gone to like other, there have been other concerts that I've gone to. I went to an Ed Sheeran concert with my sister and that was a blast. We both really liked Ed Sheeran. Um, I've gone to other country concerts and things like that with people that have equally liked those artists, but I've never had someone like Taylor Swift the way that I do, the way that like the world apparently does. And that's what is so baffling to me that there's like this many fans and this many people that are trying to see her shows and stuff because I'm like, where, who are these people and why aren't they friends with me? Because I don't understand it. And then I have people from like Nanny Twitter and stuff that also like Taylor Swift, but it's, it's like a level of like, am I going to, you know, drive to Ohio? Love you, Sarah. Am I going to drive to Ohio to see a friend and like see a concert? And like that's, it's see a movie, you know, it's just like a lot. Um, so it came down to like, I didn't have anybody to go with me. Um, it's not that I don't have friends. It's not that I don't have people. It's that none of these people like Taylor Swift and like none of them like it the way that I do. Um, if they even remotely enjoy it so it's like yeah I took my husband because like I am attached to the hip and wanted him there but like also like there's literally no one else like there isn't anyone else like nobody I don't know anybody else I don't I don't know anybody else in my life that likes Taylor Swift the way that I do um and so he had to go <laughs> and he's becoming like a Swifty. Like he, in, in her later things, like he likes folklore. He likes evermore. He likes midnights. I've been playing the shit out of reputation because that's Thomas's favorite. And he likes reputation. Um, which is funny because he didn't like anything before folklore. And then now I'm kind of going back and he's starting to like the ones as I'm going back. So it's kind of like I've done some weird magical voodoo on him. But anyway, um, he went and he had a perfectly fine time. He was bored for a lot of it, obviously. Um, but he didn't get his phone out one single time. Like he could have, because like, like I said, everybody was dancing and singing. Nobody would have noticed if he was on his phone, but he did not get on his phone one single time. He listened the whole time. Um, he was perfectly a perfectly good sport about it. Um, she's very cringy. I will say this. I would say this to her face. Like she's so cringy and it's so hard to watch some of her stuff. And he's like, it's really, it's really tough. Some of the stuff, because it's just like so awkward and uncomfortable. And you're just like, she is just a corn ball, but, um, he did like it. There were things that he liked about it. I did have a thought a couple times that he had the same thought that like Thomas might have had a better time than him. Um, because Thomas listens to Taylor Swift more than Tommy does, but as a whole, it was great. My only problem or complaint or whatever was, I think I would have had a lot more fun had I been with someone who was like me and also was like screaming the lyrics the whole time. Cause that's the one thing like I was, every single song was just like screaming out the lyrics. It was like jamming. Um, but it was like pretty much like seat dancing for me. Like I didn't ever really get up. I was just kind of like waving my arms in the air and just like singing and whatever, which was also fine. And I was perfectly happy to do that seated and it was no big deal. But I think if I would have had like friends that were there, um, I would have probably like stood up and been dancing, but regardless, I had a really good time. It was really great. I loved it so much. I would happily go back. I'm trying to convince Ada to go. Um, and I will take her and like her little friends or whatever, because I enjoyed it so much and I would love to go again. Um, I probably will go again at some point. I just need to figure out who I can go with. Like I said, so I had a couple of notes, just things that like really just like caught me. And obviously like I've seen all, all of this stuff on TikTok. So like I obviously know. Um, so from Lover Era, Lover Era, the opening is just like flawless. Like, oh my God. Like it's been a long time coming and then like blasting into Miss Americana, which I love. I've always loved Miss Americana. So like that being the start is super fun for me. Um, Cruel Summer, the bridge when she's like, prove it. And she like runs across. I'm so glad she released that because it's so good. I wish the version that she had was the one where she's like, ready go and like then she goes I think that sounds better than prove it but I do really enjoy that um nothing for fearless era evermore era 
Um, champagne problems, like the way that she gets into it when she's singing at the piano is really great. And then Tolerate It. Tolerate It is one of the songs that I don't like, but watching it and seeing it and like really like watching her face while she's singing the words, I was like, huh, I get it. Because people have told me about this song. People have told me, especially because I'm a people pleaser, people have told me like, this song should be right up my alley. And it's a, I think it's a number five song, unless I'm mistaken. And five songs typically are not for me. I don't typically like five songs. Um, so I watching it in whatever was like interesting to see. Um, Reputation Era, I have no notes, but it was fantastic. Speak Now, Red, Folklore, Illicit Affairs. Like I know she only does it because she likes that fucking bridge and it's great. Um, but then I was really surprised by My Tears Ricochet. I, that's another one that I'm not like super hip on, but watching it and watching her face while she's singing it and just like feeling the lyrics, I really fucking liked it. I was like, okay, I now like this song. Like, and this is what I'm talking about. Like it just takes you hearing things in a different way for you to like fully appreciate them. Another example, 1989 era style really stuck out to me. Like just her dancing and having fun and stuff. I don't even like style. Style's like not a song. I like, I'm just like not into it, but I really enjoyed style. The surprise songs, our song was just like so nostalgic and so great. And I just, I do appreciate that one of the songs, which I think she probably did on purpose, that one of the songs was from her debut because obviously, but I I did appreciate like this, like longevity. It's like, if you've been around for the last 17 years, then like, here you go. And then from Midnight's Mastermind, her strut when she's like, so what if I told you? And she like struts down the walkway. Like it's so powerful and it's so good I already liked mastermind but that just like really sold the deal for me so I um I just loved it I I loved all the costumes um all of her outfits I love just like seeing everything so sharp I liked watching her dancers her dancers are all fabulous like I liked watching her background singers like I just like that you can see all of the details way up close if this does come to Amazon Prime like it's like being anticipated I will probably watch it once a week. And like, I just don't know. I, I just don't know what else to tell you. Like, that's just going to happen. So then I did the TikTok thing where you break down and it's basically like, it's something like you take the number of songs and you take the number of ones that you like, and then you subtract the ones that you skip. And then the neutrals are something, I'm not sure. I did something and you get a percentage. And so I'm going to, I'm going to tell you the percentages I got. Um, but like there are so many caveats. So this made reputation my number one album which i would agree because i can listen to reputation without skipping any songs there are two songs on there that i'm like meh about but i can listen to that whole album without skipping a single song it's fabulous and there are so many songs that i love on that album so reputation is like probably one of my most listened albums especially recently because like i said thomas likes it because it's so like like so ampy and so like there's so much bass there's so much power speak now I think is probably my second favorite because I love like the romantic um like young whatever I also have such nostalgia for that album that's like the album that came out when Tommy and I started dating and it just like holds a lot it was really fun actually I leaned over and was talking to him when fearless came out when um she did the fearless era on the movie um, because those are the songs I was listening to before Tommy and I started dating. Um, Speak Now came out after we had already been dating, but those were the songs that I was listening to, like, when I was, like, pining for Tommy, like, when I was, like, wanting to be with Tommy. Those are the songs I was listening to, so I think that's fun. Um, but anyway, Speak Now holds such a special place that it's not surprising to me at all. Um, and then I have Lover, which I love. I, I always feel like Lover and Reputation go hand in hand. And I have Midnight's, which Midnight's I also love. Like Midnight's for me, I don't feel like has very many skips. Um, although I have a bunch listed here. So, you know, but I just feel like those I don't skip very often. The rest of her albums, I feel like are really a toss-up. I always feel like Fearless is one that I don't really love, but like Fearless has a lot of songs on it, so I think that's part of the problem. But Fearless, I also forget about the the really old, like the way I loved you and Breathe and stuff like that. Um, debut, obviously I think debut being in the middle makes sense because it's like um, a, 
most of them are like quintessential Taylor swa- Taylor songs. Um, and then obviously there's like some skips. Evermore and Folklore are towards the bottom. And I, I honestly feel like they could be higher, but like, uh, you know, there's other things there. So I guess that's what happens. And then I have 1989 and Red. Red is my least, which doesn't surprise me. 1989, I thought was going to be my least. Um, but it looks like between Red and 1989, I have the same amount of skips. They both, I both have, um, six or I have eight skips for both, um, but on 1989, there's eight songs that I like, and on Red, there's six songs that I like, um, like really, really like, I guess, um, and I'm neutral about quite a bit, so I'm not sure if those are still true or not, but I know anytime I think about 1989, I'm just like not impressed. I know a lot of people, it's like their favorite album, especially um, it's coming out. I don't know if I said that or not, but that was the whole point of posting this podcast this weekend uh, that it's coming out, um, is because, uh, 1989 Taylor's version will be out on Friday. So, um, this will be out the day after that. And I won't, I probably won't update. Maybe I will. Maybe I will at the very end. I don't know. We'll see. Um, if I don't, then I'll just do it in the next podcast or something. I'll update my thoughts on the vault songs from 1989 Taylor's version. But, um, I just, I always know, um, Ada's favorite album is 1989. I think it's because that was the one that, um, was her first real, like, Taylor Swift experience. She, when, it was, like, two when she came out, um, but she was, like, a two-year-old, three-year-old, and she was dancing around the house in a tutu to shake it off, and she was living her best life. So, I think that's the one. It's so funny that she's now, like, you know, a young adult, <laughs> A, a little preteen and she's listening to it when this is what she was listening to when she was young. I don't know that that happens very often. I don't know what I was listening to when I was a two-year-old. I guess I should ask my mom, but um, I think it's cute that she's listening to it all these years later, and <clears throat> I don't know. I really like that. Um, so, and then Red, same thing. I, I skip a lot of songs. I think there are a lot of bangers like absolute bangers like really really great songs on red but there are a lot that I skip over so I think that makes sense so I think I am abnormal I think people that like red also like 1989 I think that those are typically higher I think a lot of people have issues with reputation but I think reputation stands have come out of the woodworks with this whole eras tour speak now is nobody's favorite which kills me because I love speak now so much so I definitely think like I think if I had to if I had to pick I would pick reputation speak now and midnights but I think lover fluctuates in there too and then I don't think I really have given folklore and evermore a fair enough shot especially based on like going through this and seeing my thoughts on some of these I think my thoughts have already changed since I've made this list so let's get into it I definitely think talking is not helping my sickness at all because my throat feels like it's fucked right now okay so for folklore the one name a better album starter i mean i'm doing good i'm I'm on some new shit like the fact that she cusses in the first fucking line i was sold um i also have highlighted if my wishes came true it would have been you and my defense i have none it would have been fun if you would have been the one i love the one i think it's great i just I really love it. I don't know why I don't have on here like Roaring Twenties, Toss and Pennies in the Pool, but I really like that line too. Cardigan, I hate Cardigan. I don't I don't know why people like Cardigan. I hate it. The Last Great American Dynasty, I love it so much. There's a St. Louis reference. Um, she was, she rode up on the afternoon train from St. Louis or whatever. Um, how did a middle class divorcee do it? I love that. New money and gossip. <clears throat> she had a marvelous time ruining everything. Filled the pool with champagne and swam with the big names. They say she was seen on occasion pacing the rocks, staring out at the midnight sea, and in a feud with her neighbor, stole his dog and died at Key Lime Green. Fifty years is a long time. Holiday house sat quietly on that beach, free of women with madness, their men and bad habits, and then it was bought by me. So, the bridge is flawless. I love it so much. Key Lime Green, gotta love it. Um. The, the fact that it goes from she to I when it says I have a marvelous time ruining everything is great. And I love, I think on the, whatever those like long pond session things are, I think she said that 
um it's like one of those like quintessential country songs where it's like they circle back around um and so the fact that it's like her singing about someone else and then it's like da 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 she and it's like you think she's singing about this woman but really what she's singing about is the house and she bought the house and I got chills the first time I heard that line and then it was bought by me and I still get chills every time I listen to it exile is fabulous I had never heard of Bon Iver in my life apparently he's been a thing forever this was like instant favorite I think I've seen this film before and didn't like the ending um second third and hundredth chances I'm not your problem anymore so who am I offending now you didn't even hear me out I you never gave a warning sign the part where it's like uh you never give a warning sign and she's like I gave so many signs never learned to read your mind you never learned to read my mind I couldn't turn things around you never turned things around because you never gave a warning sign I gave so many signs you didn't even see the signs like that's flawless I love it so much my tear was ricochet like I said it's a skip for me but uh I now like the song so now it's not a skip but it's like at the time of this writing it was a skip um but I said I do like the parts of it that pop up on TikTok or at least the parts that get stuck in my head where it's like and I can go anywhere where I want just not home like those like dances and stuff I love that um if I'm on fire you'll be made of ashes too even on my worst day did I deserve babe all the hell you gave me like oof mirrorball I hate this song but there's a line where she says you'll find me on my tallest tiptoes spinning in my highest heels love which is her stealing from dashboard confessional i watch you spin around your highest heels um she has mentioned before loving dashboard confessional and she also had an issue back in the day and i don't remember if i talked about this in the podcast that had all too well but um the line where it's like i'd like to be my old self again but i'm still trying to find it or something i think is a line that she stole from someone else like she she gets a little dicey when she starts feeling her old like angsty teen boy band um seven I don't like it I don't like that she sounds like an old woman um and I just don't like it August I really like I don't know why I didn't highlight it as a song I really like but I like it um but I can see us lost in the memory August slipped away into a moment in time is a fun little like jaunt wanting was enough for me it was enough to live for the hope of it all cancel plans just in case you call and say meet me behind the mall I really like that bridge this is me trying. This one grew on me. Um, I like it now, but I didn't in the beginning. Um, and I like the line, so I got wasted, like, on my potential. Um, there's a word for what that's called when you use that in a sentence like that, but I don't remember what it is. Illicit Affairs, I love. The whole first verse, the description of an affair, I think, is, like, really cool. It's, like, describing, like the ways that you have to be secretive but then obviously the bridge and you want to scream don't call me kid don't call me baby look at this godforsaken mess that you made me you showed me the colors you know i can't see with anyone else don't call me kid don't call me baby look at this idiotic fool that you made me you taught me a secret language i can't speak with anyone else and you know damn well for you i would ruin myself a million little times amazing invisible string is like so so to me sometimes it annoys me but and isn't it just so pretty to think all along there was some invisible string tying you to me I think that's like a fun idea um it feels a little bit like Taylor and Travis Kelsey have an invisible string but we're not going to talk about them on this podcast at the present moment um and I also like the now I send their baby's presence line mad woman I don't like mad woman at all um but the line where it says every time I get every time you call me crazy I get more crazy what about that and when you say I seem angry I get more angry which is like relatable but I think this would have been better as a bop like I think if it were like an upbeat song I think I would have liked it but I think because the man is kind of the same as this like it's the same like whatever but I think if it would have been a bop like the man I think I would have liked it epiphany um I remember this song, but I couldn't have told you what it was about. And I think it was Grey's Anatomy inspired um, because it's like you're uh, we're losing him, blah, blah, whatever, whatever. Uh, Betty, <sighs> I have mixed feelings about Betty, but the worst thing I ever the worst thing that I ever did is what I did to you. But if I just showed up at your party, would you have me? Would you want me? Would you tell me to go fuck, my, fuck myself or lead me to the garden? In the garden, would you trust me if I told you it was just a summer thing? I'm only 17. I don't know anything, but I know I miss you. Um, you know, boys, don't be fucking stupid. I don't know what to tell you. 
Peace, I don't really like peace. I skip it. It makes me really sad for her because I understand what she's saying. I'd give you my sunshine, give you my best, but the rain is always going to come if you're standing with me. That's really sad. And I, again, we're not going to talk about Travis Kelsey right now, but I do like that he is taking it in stride and is not fighting it like some dumb Joes that we know. Hoax is a skip and the lakes is also a skip, but I like the part where she's like, take me to the lakes. Like it's like really drawn out and dramatic. I really like that part. So now we're moving into Evermore. Willow is a song I really like. Um, and if it was an open shut case, I never would have known from the look on your face. The more you say, the less I know. I just like that. It's kind of like, I don't understand what you're saying. I don't know how to read you. Champagne problems, a media favorite. Because I dropped your hand while dancing, left you out there standing, crestfallen on the landing, champagne problems, your mom's ring in your pocket, my picture in your wallet, your heart was glass, I dropped it, champagne problems, you had a speech, you're speechless, love slipped beyond your reaches, and I couldn't give a reason, champagne problems. Honestly, the whole thing is like, you know... Um, your mind is touched on the Chevy door, November flush and your flannel cure. This dorm was once a madhouse. I made a joke while well, it's made for me. However green our group of friends don't think we'll say that word again. And soon they'll have the nerve to deck the halls that we once walked through one for the money, two for the show. I never was ready. So I watched you go. Sometimes you just don't know the answer till someone's on their knees and asks you, she would have made such a lovely bride. What a shame. She's fucked in the head. They said, but you'll find the real thing and said, she'll patch up your tapestry that I shred flawless bridge oh i forgot to say what the best bridge from folklore is uh i think it's between illicit affairs and uh oh exile is good but last great american dynasty just like really really gets me i think it's so good um yeah, I'm going to say Last Great American Dynasty is my favorite bridge. Okay, um, Gold Rush is a skip. Hate me, I don't care. Tis the Damn Season was an instant favorite. I live, I feel like, I feel like this feels to me like this captures like holiday break in my, in my hometown, even though it's, it's not. Um, this just really feels like what it feels like to me. I just like really get those vibes. Um, not that, you know, she's writing about St. Louis or anything, but, um, if I wanted to know who you were hanging with while I was gone, I would have asked you, I love when she's a sassy bitch. So we could call it even. You could call me babe for the weekend. Tis the damn season. Write this down. I'm staying at my parents' house and the road not taken looks real good now. And it always leads to you in my hometown. Um, Again, this whole, like, I'm staying at my parents' house. Like, I just, mm, I just love it. It also rolls off the tongue similar to Back to December. Like, it just, like, it's a lot of syllables and it's like, 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 I don't know. It's just a lot. Um, sleep in half the day just for old time's sake. I won't ask you to wait, but if you don't ask, I won't ask you to wait if you don't ask me to stay. And blah, 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 blah. And the heart I know I'm breaking is my own to leave the warmest bed I've ever known. I just love it. It's so good. Tolerate it was a skip. Um, but again, I have come around. But I know my love should be celebrated, but you tolerate it is a line. Nobody, no crime is so fun. I love it so much. Her husband's act, acting different and it smells like infidelity. She says that I'm a Merlot in his mouth, that I'm a jewelry on a door account. No, there ain't no doubt. I think I'm going to call him out. Like, it's so fun. Happiness is a skip, but... I do, I do appreciate there'll be happiness after you, but there is happiness because of you. Both of these things can be true. There is happiness. Like that is poetry. I really love that. Like that just right there. That's a poem. Um, this part, nobody talks about this. Maybe they do. I don't know. But she says, I hope she'll be a beautiful fool who takes my spot next to you. That's a Daisy reference from the great Gatsby. Did anybody know that? Like, that's what that is. Um, Dorothea is a skip. Coney Island is fine. It's like a subtle skip, but I do like it, but I skip it because I just don't have the time. Um, and when I got into the accident, the sight before me was your face. But when I walked up to the podium, I think I forgot to say your name. That bridge is powerful. Ivy is a skip. Cowboy like me is a skip. Long story short, I fucking love if the shoe fits, walk in it till your high heels break. Like, Put yourself through hell. Um, and I fell from the pedestal right down the rabbit hole. Long story short, it was a bad time. Pushed from the precipice, clung to the nearest lips. Long story short, it was the wrong guy. It was, um, what's his name? Tom Huddleston instead of Joe Alwyn. 
Actually, I always felt I must look better in the rear view, missing me at the Golden Gates they once held the keys to, which is like her saying like, mm, they only miss me until I'm like after I'm gone. Past me, I want to tell you not to get lost in these petty things. Your nemeses will defeat themselves before they get the chance to swing. This feels a little bit unnecessary in this song, but go off, Taylor. Marjorie, I love. Uh, if I didn't know better, I think you were still around. The fucking bridge gets the fuck out of me. And I complained the whole way there. The car ride up, the car ride back and up the stairs. I should have asked you questions. I should have asked you how to be. Asked you to write it down for me. Should have kept every grocery store receipt. Because every scrap of you would be taken from me. Watched as you shine your name, Marjorie. All of your closets and backlog dreams. And how you left them all to me. Um, I feel this, like, so hard. Like, there were so many times with my grandma that I just, like didn't appreciate the moment and then now I'm just like fuck you idiot like you should have soaked it all up um and like every piece of paper that she's ever written on I just want it because it's like all I have of her anymore um so I cherish those things immensely closure I have always liked closure I think but I heard that I don't know where I heard it or who what theory it was or whatever but it was saying that it's like um Joe from Grey's Anatomy's point of view it's like Alex mailed her a letter um and whatever and that's like when I stopped watching Grey's Anatomy because I I could not I knew that that was what was going on um and I could not bring myself to watch that episode so I think it was like the episode before that was the last episode of Grey's Anatomy I ever watched because absolutely not are we going to defame Alex Karev's character in that way yes I got your letter yes I'm doing better it cut deep to know you right to the bone Yes, I got your letter. Yes, I'm doing better. I know that it's over. I don't need your closure. I know I'm just a wrinkle in your new life. Staying friends would iron it out so nice. Guilty, guilty, reaching out across the sea that you put between you and me. But it's fake and it's oh so unnecessary. So I I just think it's a really good song. Like, I think it's just a really smart song. And it's like, you know, this isn't for me. This is for you. It's not necessary. You don't actually want this. Like, I got it. I hear you. It's great. Let's go. Evermore, I like. Nothing special about it, though. Right Where You Left Me is so good. I love it so much. Um, the first time I heard it, I just, like, died. I thought it was so it was so funny, but I always forget about it. But help, I'm still at the restaurant sitting in the corner I haunt. <laughs> it's, just, like, so funny. Everybody moved on. I stayed there, and you're sitting in front of me at the restaurant when I was still the one you want cross-legged in the dim light everything was just right I could feel the mascara run you told me that you met someone glass shattered on the white cloth everybody moved on help I'm still at the restaurant um I'm sure you got a wife and kids out there I'm sure you got a wife out there kids in Christmas but I'm aware I'm unaware because I'm right where I cause no harm mind my business if our love died young I can't bear witness and it's been so long but if you ever think you got it wrong I'm right where you left me you left me no choice but to stay here forever I love it so much because it's like it's it's like telling it's like telling the story without explaining the reason until the end why she's still right where you left her and it's so I love it so much and then it's time to go I don't have any opinion but it's very scooter brawn coated um where she's saying um something about like she gave 17 years and he's behind glass or her memories are behind glass or something um that whole like I think it's the bridge it's all scooter brawn scooter brawn so uh best bridge in my opinion I mean I do love right where you left me I think that's fun uh closure the bridge let's see oh Marjorie um long story short the bridge is kind of awkward Coney Island is pretty good um I like does it oh uh champagne problems that's got to be the winner what a shame she's fucked in the head they said um, yeah, that's the winner. Okay, midnight. Lavender Haze is an instant skip. It's an instant skip. I fucking hate Lavender Haze. But I will say, similar to Reputation, I can listen to Midnight's all the way through without skipping. So I have songs that I'm like, meh about, but I can tolerate them in a way I can't tolerate others. So, uh, yeah, I'm damned if I do give a damn what people say, though. I think it's great because I think it's like, a lot of these songs, I think, are about relationships, but I think she slips in lines about who she is as a person, her reputation, 
the things that she's going through with her music and whatever. And, um, like, in a relationship, in the public, in her career, whatever, she's damned if she does and she's damned if she doesn't. So if people are going to talk, like, if she doesn't appease them, it's a problem. If she does appease them, it's a problem. It's all a problem. So you got to feel for her. Uh, Maroon, instant favorite. When I listened through the first time, Maroon was my favorite. And it still is my favorite. Um, Midnight Rain, I think, is my most favorite. But Maroon is, like, number one favorite from the jump. How'd we end up on the floor anyway? You say, your roommate's she best screw top rosé. That's how. Your burgundy on my t-shirt when you splash your wine into me. And now the blood rushed in my cheeks so scarlet it was. The mark you saw on my collarbone. The rest that grew between telephones. The lips I used to call home so scarlet it was. Maroon. Like all of the fucking ways you can say red. Carnations you thought were roses. That's us. The rubies that I gave up. Um, I like how it goes from, and I chose you, to, and I lost you. I don't know why I sing some words and speak the other ones. Um, and I wake with your memory over me. That's a real fucking legacy to leave. Antihero is a single that I like. I never like singles. Nobody ever likes singles, but I do. Um, like this one. Um, I think it's lyrically really very smart and like autobiographical. It's me. Hi, I'm the problem. It's me. At tea time, everybody agrees. I'll stare directly at the sun, but never in the mirror. It must be exhausting. Always rooting for the antihero. Did you hear my covert narcissism? I disguise this altruism like some kind of congressman. Tale is old this time. Also, there's a Dermot Kennedy cover, which is fun because my husband really loves Dermot Kennedy. And so the fact that he covered this song, uh... It's just like one more way getting him to become a Swifty. Snow on the beach, I skip, but I can tolerate it. I think it's like the up and down is really catchy. Like one, like that. I think it's really catchy. And my flight was awful, but thanks for asking. I love that. Now I'm all for you like Janet is so cringy. Um, but I did see that there's like a theory behind the all for you like Janet because uh, there's something about Janet Jackson's tour with 118 or something because it's like 118. Uh, what's 118? 118 concert dates maybe? I don't know. You're on your own kid is a skip but TikTok made me like it where it's like the verse that like details her whole career. Um, like all of the things that she's gone through throughout her career where it like goes through all the albums. I like that. Midnight Rain is, like, my favorite, I think. Obviously, it's, like, Taylor Lautner coded, so I love it. Um, I broke his heart because he was nice. He was sunshine. I was Midnight Rain. Question, I really love. I think the whole thing is really fun, like, the bounciness of it. It's, like, it's just a question. I don't know. I'm just asking you a question. What the fuck? Uh, vigilante shit I love. Everyone thought Vigilante shit was cringy and hated it until the Arrows tour, which it was obviously flawless, fantastic, amazing. Um, but I was an OG stan. Draw the cat eye sharp enough to kill a man. You did some bad things, but I'm the worst of them. I don't start shit, but I can tell you how it ends. Don't get sad, get even. Uh, I don't start shit, but I can tell you how it ends. It reminds me of Marie from the Aristocats, where she's like, ladies, don't start fights, but they can finish them. Um, she needed cold heart proof, so I gave her some. She had the envelope where you think she got it from. Now she gets the house, gets the kids, gets the pride. Picture me thick as thieves with your ex-wife. And she looks so pretty, driving in your bends. Lately, she's been dressing for revenge. Um, Bejeweled, a favorite. I love that it sounds like sparkling jewels. It's so pretty. Molly's snoring so loud. <clears throat> um... I can still make the whole place shimmer. And when I meet the band, they ask, do you have a man? I can still say, I don't remember. Um, but some guy said my aura's moonstone just because he was high. And you can try to change my mind, but you might have to wait in line. Labyrinth grew on me. It only hurts this much right now was what I was thinking the whole time. I'll be getting over you my whole life. Uh-oh, I'm falling in love again. Oh, no, I'm falling in love again. Oh, I'm falling in love. Like the buildup of that. Like, uh-oh, oh, no, oh. Like, I, I like that karma thomas loved this this was thomas's first taylor swift song that he loved like it was this and then it was shake it off and it's kind of stuck with shake it off but this was his first song and it's kind of hard not to like i listened to a shit ton of the song in the beginning um because it was i think like last year it was like one of my top songs of the year because thomas i played it for thomas so much um you're talking shit for the hell of it, addicted to portrayal, but you're relevant. You're terrified to look down because if you dare, you'll see the glare of everyone you burn just to get there. It's coming back around and I keep my side of the street clean. You wouldn't know what I mean because karma is my boyfriend. Karma is a God that Justin Ariana 
like info. Ask me what I learned from all those years. Ask me what I earned from all those tears. Ask me why so many fade, but I'm still here. I love this bridge so much. And I love that this is what she closes out her tour with because it's like, like, it is really no exaggeration. She's been around for a long ass fucking time. Like, and the fact that she's put out so much music and the fact that she started when she was so young and the fact that like there are people like me who have been fans for that whole time. Like that's a lot. Like people don't always like listen to the same person that they listened to when they were in high school. Like that's not common. I don't feel like maybe it is, but I don't feel like it's common. Like I also listen to like Britney Spears and like obviously Britney Spears isn't making music anymore. You know, like there's a reason why people are going batshit over like in sync trying to get back together because it's like that's who you listened to when you were younger and it's like I listened to her when I was younger and she's still putting out music and she's still putting out music of an even better caliber than when she was before and it's just really good sweet nothing is a skip um but the part where it goes on the way home I wrote a poem you say what am I this happens all the time so I heard this song was about her mom it's not about Joe um and the you say what am I this happens all the time it's like pointing out the significance of giving a compliment about how clever and smart she is but her saying like you compliment me all the time like this isn't even anything extravagant or new like you're always complimenting me like that makes me feel happy mastermind is a sleeper hit it took me a minute to like this but then I listened to the words like a little bit more and and also like seeing it in the movie but this song reminds me of my relationship with Tommy because like not that I did this necessarily, but, and it, I mean, it's kind of, I, I kind of have done it my whole life, which Tommy doesn't like to talk about, but, um, anytime there was a boy that I wanted to date, I dated him, like, pretty much, um, except for there's one boy, there was one boy that eluded me in middle school, he really did, because uh, we were besties, and he didn't want to give that up, um, but, <sighs> I, when I would like a boy, I would like laser in on him. And it was like, "Mm, yeah, I'm going to make that boy my boyfriend. Like so much so that like there was this one boy, Tommy, please stop listening. Okay. I just need you to stop listening. There was this one boy, um, who played a baseball team against our school's baseball team. And my friend and I jokingly were just like, Hey boyfriend. And just like being really silly. And it turned out because like we thought he was cute and it turned out that my friend, um, that my friend played baseball on a different, like a select team with him. And so I ended up, Oh yeah, your girl, I didn't, I didn't date him, but I did not date him. I guess your girl ended up dating him. I'm taking a drink in the middle of a podcast. Who am I? Um, but, and then there was like another time where, um, Oh, who was my other example? There was that one. And then, Oh, um, in my college class. So this was like, uh, pretty close to Tommy. Um, it was before I was dating Tommy. It was before I even met Tommy. It was over and done before I met Tommy. But, um, there was this boy in my, um, he was in, you have to take those like college prep classes or, or not college prep. Um, like an intro to college class. It's like a week long before college starts. And I had a class and it was like me and this girl and this, these two boys. And like, we formed like a little clique and, um, I was like, oh, love, like, love this, like, whatever, and I, like, sort of, like, manifested that he was gonna be my boyfriend, um, and, like, it ended up happening, and we had checked schedules and compared schedules with each other, all four of us, and we were like, oh, that's weird, like, none of us had classes together, and then he ended up being in one of my classes, and then we started dating, and it was very short-lived, but I did manifest, um, and then same thing with Tommy, so with Tommy, I was like, oh, oh, I like Tommy, he's cute, Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so like Tommy thinks that he had anything to do with it and he knows that he didn't. Um, and here we are today, all these years later, but anyway, uh, so, and this is part of, okay. So it's like checkmate. I couldn't lose. Oh, first of all, checkmate. I couldn't lose the intensity that she says checkmate. I couldn't lose like the feeling that is behind those words. I'm getting so passionate. Um, what if I told you none of it was accidental and the first night that you saw me, nothing was going to stop me. I laid the groundwork and then just like clockwork, the dominoes cascaded in the line, the dominoes cascaded in a line. What if I told you I'm a mastermind? Like, the intensity of those words I love so much. But also, like, this exactly 100%. I literally was like, hmm, I like him. I would like to make him my boyfriend. And 
he magically became my boyfriend and then he became my husband. Um, and this line too, where it's like, no one wanted to play with me as a little kid. So I've been scheming like a criminal ever since to make them love me and make it seem effortless. This is the first time I felt the need to confess. And I swear I'm only cryptic and Machiavellian cause I care. Machiavellian is something I did not know about until I met Tommy. So the fact that it's in this, in this, in this song, the fact that it's in this song, I feel like is even more so like perfect because Tommy lives, eats, breathes the prince by Nico Machiavelli, I think is how you say his name. I, I'm wrong. I'm butchering it. I'm sorry, Tommy. Um, and the fact that this was in here, I was like, shut the fuck up. And then the part where it's like, saw a wide smirk on your face. You knew the entire time. Oh, oh, he knew 100% back what I was doing. He's not stupid. Uh, and then like, I like how it's like all the wisest women had to do it this way. Like, yes, I am a wise woman. Thank you so much. The Great War. I really love the tune of this. I love the setup. The words are like kind of whatever to me, but I really love just like the beat and like the sound of this song. My hand was the one you reached for telling me to punish you for things I never did. So I justified it. I like how like justified it. Like it's drawn out. Bigger than the whole sky is a skip. I do like it, but it's sad and I don't like I don't like listen to it to make myself more sad. Um, but did some bird flap its wings over in Asia? Did some force take you because I didn't pray? Every single thing to come has turned into ashes. This like rationalizing like did like some sort of butterfly effect is like because I didn't pray. Is that why I lost you? Because a bird flapped its wings across the world. Like is that why I lost you? Is like there's some thing that you can pinpoint and blame. Um, and then I like the part where it's like, so I'll say words I don't believe because like, that's another, um, I think, is it in soon you'll get better where it's like, uh, I don't pray to God, but so I'll pray to you or something like, um, I think it's like, it's, it's saying like, I, I will pray. Like I will do whatever it is I have to do. Like, I can't believe I'm losing you kind of thing. Paris, love it. Your ex-friend's sister met someone at a club and he kissed her. Turns out it was a guy who you hooked up with ages ago, some wannabe easy lister, and all the outfits were terrible. 2003, unbearable. Did you see the photos? No, I didn't, but thanks, though. That's such a sassy, great little, like, verse. I'm so in love that I might stop breathing. All these chaotic lyrics, I want to brainwash you into loving me forever. Uh, confess my truth in swooping, sloping cursive letters, I think is so visual like you can like you know what that means like it's like you just like wave your arms in there like swooping sloping cursive letters I love it high infidelity I originally liked and then it kind of got annoying to me um I think because I listened to it too much but I didn't know that you were keeping count that comes up a lot and I think that that is like in a relationship like if someone's keeping count like you're doomed um, do you really want to know where I was April 29th is such a, like, she's really putting all her fucking shit out there. I love it. You know, there's many different ways that you can kill the one you love and the slowest way is never loving them enough. It's like gut punch glitch is a skip. Um, it's fine. There's just like nothing, whatever. What if could have should have, I don't listen to, but I do like it. I, I wouldn't call it a skip because it's like one of the lower ones. Like it doesn't feel like a skip to me. It feels like I just don't get around to listening to it. Um, but I do like it. And I also like how intense it is. Like John Mayer, you fucked up. Um, I would have stayed on my knees and damn sure never would have danced with the devil at 19. Uh, the girl that does the TikToks where she's pretending to be all of her exes when, she, when she's like at 19 I think it's uh Jake Gyllenhaal saying that and the God's honest truth is that the pain was heaven and now that I'm grown I'm scared of ghosts memories feel like weapons and now that I know I wish you left me wondering I think for anyone that's been in any sort of sexual assault situation or something when they were younger and the person was older like that feels like really like poignant God rest my soul. I miss who I used to be. The two won't close. Stained glass windows in my mind. I regret you all the time. I can't let this go. I fight with you in my sleep. The wound won't close. I keep on waiting for a sign. I regret you all the time. If clarity is in death, then why won't this die? Years of tearing down our banners, you and I. Living for the thrill of hitting you where it hurts. Give me back my girlhood. It was mine first. That bridge is, it goes, it goes hard. Dear reader is a skip, but I do like that she's giving like little nuggets of advice. So if it feels like a trap, you're already in one. Never take advice from someone who's falling apart. You don't have to answer just because they asked you. Like I really, I do like that this is kind of like a love letter to like her fans where it's like, 
Let me give you all the best advice I can give you. Hits different. I love it so much. I really want to know why this wasn't in the Barbie movie because this absolutely should have been like the the credit song that plays after the end of the movie. Like there's no reason. And I also feel like this would have been a good song to play during the like scene where they're running around the office at the what is it? Mattel. Um, oh, my love is a lie. Shit, my friend said to get me by. It hits different. It hits different this time. Catastrophic blues. Moving on was always easy for me to do. It hits different. It hits different because it's you. Uh, catastrophic blues is so satisfying to like say, think about whatever. I made a friendship bracelet that has catastrophic blues on it and I kept it because I'm not giving it away. Not that I gave it like any away. I switched. I traded bracelets with one girl and it was a, a younger girl. Like she was like a preteen or something and I had to go up to her and be like will you trade bracelets with me <laughs> you're the one that I loved don't need another metaphor it's simple enough a wrinkle in time like the crease in your eyes argument oh um so she says don't need another metaphor it's simple enough and then she proceeds to give a simile a wrinkle in time like the crease by your eyes and then argumentative and analytical dream girl um, you're losing me. I love, of course I'm getting tired. Even for a Phoenix is like, that's brutal. Um, I know my pain is such an imposition. Okay. Uh, I can't find a pulse. My heart won't start anymore. I really like the bounciness of that one. How long could we be a sad song till we were too far gone to bring back to life? I gave you all my best me's, my endless empathy. And all I did was bleed as I tried to breathe the bravest soldier fighting in your fighting in only your army front lines don't you ignore me i'm the best thing at this party you're losing me and i wouldn't marry me either a pathological people pleaser who only wanted you to see her and i'm fading thinking do something babe say something lose something babe risk something choose something babe i got nothing to believe unless you're choosing me like uh that's got to be the best bridge right um I mean, would have, could have, should have is also good, but I'm thinking that it has to be that one because I just, yeah, it's that one for sure. Uh, cause it's just that fucking good. So that's a lot of Taylor Swift talk. Um, I have been recording this for a long time so this is probably a long podcast sorry not fucking sorry because taylor allison swift deserves it um hopefully you know she'll put out another couple of albums and we can do this again um my throat hurts from talking my throat hurts from being sick uh this was a lot of work and i feel like things are ever changing so i feel like i could go back through and re-listen to songs and i could change my mind about them but that's the beauty of it um and that's i mean honestly like I feel so blessed is such a cheesy word, but like, I feel so lucky that I have like such, such an abundance of wealth. Like I can listen to something for any mood, anytime, any day. I can listen to a different album every day and not like overlap. Like it's just, it's really nice. Thomas really likes reputation. Like I said, cause it's like so intense and loud and dancey and like, it's, it, you know, whatever. Um, so I play that one a lot. Um, I've been trying to give speak now it's due. Uh, I really like all of the, um, vault tracks on speak now. So that's been really fun. And then, um, I'm still, we're like, it's been like officially, this is like a great time to do this. Cause it's like pretty much, uh, yesterday I think, um, is the anniversary of midnight. So it's perfect. This is the perfect time to do this. Midnight has been out for a year. So it's like, this is absolutely fitting. Um, so yeah, tell me your favorite songs from these three albums and until next time, friends, ciao.